Chaz, I'm writing an article about Encore, the agency that you uh, have a deal with or through. Um, what's your experience in Encore? Uh, it's been a lot of fun working with these guys. They're very creative. Um, they're just trying to find different ways that they can get us uh, building our brand. Um, so it's been pretty cool how they've been reaching out to us and giving us different opportunities. Um, whether it's like we're going to start up a Twitch thing going up pretty soon. Um, and, I mean, you see the thing that they just did with uh, Caleb Lohner down in Lake Powell. So, you know, they're just t- trying to find all these creative ways to get um, all their, their athletes' money. So it's been really cool. How did you get involved with them? Did they reach out to you or just take me through that? Uh, yeah, just through a, a, a doctor that I would train with over the off season. Um, he kind of just introduced me to to Brian Fagan, who kind of runs Encore. And that's kind of how our relationship started. So um, as soon as, as the NIL thing was passed and they let us start getting paid, I signed a contract with them right away. So as of right now, is Sports Illustrated your only deal or do you have others? Um, I'm with Sports Illustrated. I'm with KSL doing a, uh, a podcast, oh, a weekly right. podcast with them. Um, I'm signed with a company called Deliver, um, which is a company out here in Orem. That's, they're kind of still a startup company right now. So there's been some things that they're having to work through before I really get to actually work with them. Um, and then there's some other things that are in the works as well. Chaz, I'm just curious hearing you talk about all that. I imagine it between football and doing those things and doing, you know, the social stuff and school. How do you manage everything? Uh, I thought it would be a lot harder, but they do a pretty good job at making sure that they work around our schedules. So any company that works that reaches out to us has to understand that, you know, football and school and, you know, our lives are going to come before that. Um, so they handle it very professionally and they make it very uh, manageable for us to, to do those deals and, you know, kind of meet the standards that they want us to, to meet. Just one more thing to add to the list, I guess, for you guys. Yeah. I, I want, <laughs> let's talk about uh, getting ready for this game. You've been on a lot of road games and, you know, Logan's a fun place to play. The, the crowd's right there on top of you, really. And what do you do to prepare personally and, and how much do you enjoy going into a hostile setting? I love it. I, I love going into the more hostile the environment, the better for me. Uh, that kind of just brings out a different competitive uh, side to me, in my opinion. Um, especially up at Utah State, their fans like to talk a lot. Their players like to talk a lot. So it's going to be a really high-intensity game. And, you know, uh, I think it just brings out, you know, the more confidence and more of my swag that, that I like to put into my game. Okay, let's uh, go Sean Walker and then Norma Gonzalez. Yes, that's almost uh, almost exactly what I was going to ask you was about that crowd up there and and how how much of a because we asked the guys this yesterday and got kind of a mix of responses. How much of a of a rivalry is this BYU Utah State rivalry and is it maybe a lot bigger for some of you guys who kind of grew up here on the Wasatch Front? Obviously, you grew up kind of watching both teams and and even going to both games somewhat and that kind of thing. Not saying you were ever an Aggie fan or anything, but but is it maybe a little bit more of a rivalry just? when you're in this state and kind of grow up around BYU and Utah state and, and sort of what, what the series is. Oh, uh, you know, it's always going to be called a rivalry. I mean, we're trying to win all of our in-state games um, as well as Boise state. And so, you know, those, those are kind of the teams that, 
you know, are kind of pointed out by more specifically the media um, and fans. But, you know, for us, it's it's another game. You know, it's another chance to prove to ourselves, uh, you know, who we are, another game to improve. And, you know, we we I think our team has a very future set mindset where we're not just, um, you know, the rivalry games aren't the only important games to us. You know, we're we're striving for something bigger than just winning a rivalry game. So I think that our mindset right now is kind of just, um, you know, stick to our thing, focus on on the game that's coming up and just take it day by day. Norma, go ahead. Yeah, Chess, sort of along the same lines. How would you describe, I mean, you already talked about it a little bit, but how would you describe USU fans? Like, can you get more specific on just like where you'd rank them in the list of like opponents, fans and whatnot? Man, I don't know if I could rank them, but I would definitely say that they're the type of crowd that you love to have on your side. Um, you know, that's a crowd that, you know, they, they love talking to the players. They love getting rowdy. Uh, I remember back in 2019 when pregame, they were doing all these different chants, man, trying to get in all of our heads. And, uh, you know, the team was talking to it, got pretty heated with the team. So, I mean, I would say for, for Utah State, I bet that's a, a fun crowd to have behind their back. And, you know, as a, an opponent, it's a fun crowd to, to quiet down. So uh, I think that's pretty much my, my mindset going into that game. Yeah, and are you guys doing anything differently during practices to prepare for this hostile crowd? Like I know Villanova last week, was practicing with leaf blowers to kind of try to simulate crowd noise. Are you guys doing anything crazy like that? Uh, no. I mean, I think playing in the Vail Edwards Stadium is a perfect prep for that. Uh, the stadium has been electric for the last three weeks in a row. So um, I think as far as crowd noise and all of that, I think we've been able to adapt and um, been able to kind of grow as a team and learning how we need to communicate and play with a, a loud environment. Go ahead, Jake. Chaz, I just wanted to ask you about your guys' play in the defensive secondary so far this year. How would you evaluate how you guys have done? Um, you know, I'm always going to be really hard on how we played as a, as a secondary. I think we've left a lot of plays on the field. Um, there's been a lot of communication errors that we had throughout the first three games. And I think this fourth game, even though it was ugly, I think our communication was, at least on the back end, was a lot better. Um, and so I'm actually really excited to see uh, this next week. You know, I think we're going to have a lot of things polished, and I think we'll we'll do a lot better this week. We saw you move up into more of, I guess, I, I'd call it a hybrid linebacker role against USF. Is that something you've been working on for a while now, or was that just kind of a one-time deal? Uh, you know, it was just something that I stepped into this week. Um, but this offseason, I, I prepared for, for everything. Um, I trained to play corner, safety, and linebacker. So I was working with multiple different trainers trying to get right with that. So I feel like I'm, uh, it wasn't really too hard for me to step up and, and learn that position. we got time for one more question. Um, Sean, go ahead. Chaz, I accidentally uh, re-muted myself after my last one, so I apologize. But I just wanted a really quick follow-up about the the I I think you guys in Utah State play for maybe the most underrated rivalry trophy uh, in America in that wagon wheel. It's a pretty cool trophy. What what was your first experience with that wheel? And I'm trying to get a sense from different players about how heavy that thing is. Like, could, could you ever uh, maybe try to lift it up by yourself, or how heavy is it? I wouldn't even want to try. I mean, I remember I got a little glimpse of it um, 
last time we went up there in 2019, and that thing is heavier than it appears, man. That thing is it's a pretty dense little little wagon wheel, so it's heavier than people would expect.